0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the
1: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. I have to say, Tobes. Here we go. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the weekend's rugby. Did you? And I'm not talking about all the rugby, I'm just talking about some of the rugby, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But before okay. we do that, we must quickly plug ourselves and say, if they'd like to do something to us, what should they do?
1: Read below. The caption below.
0: Read the caption below. Yeah. Get in contact. Yeah. I liked your idea last week of the check, but only thing I'd improve it on is rather than just address to Toby Harris, address it to Damien Warren and Toby Harris.
1: <laughs> Both of us? That means we are got to split it.
0: But breaking news, oh, yeah. Tobes, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll,
1: yeah, I'll go first. So, um, Carl Sinclair... I don't really like him.
0: Good player. Yeah. been a bit quieter yeah, this bit year, of a you mentioned this. Piece. bit
1: of a thug. Um, he is facing a disciplinary hearing.
0: And so he should.
1: For swearing at the referee. So, Saturday's game against um, Exeter, which they won. We'll talk about that later on. Um, and he allegedly sw- swore at the ref. So, rugby is definitely not like football. So football, they effing, jeffing, everything to the referee and the linesman, don't they? But rugby is, you're very respectful towards the referee. You should
0: be respectful, shouldn't you? Yes. Traditionally respectful. Yeah. What I don't get about football is, it's such an easy thing to solve, isn't it?
1: Well, you just so card just them straight never, away. Eva,
0: just ever, ever sort of
1: no, because they just get away with it, get away with it, get and they push the boundaries. Which, as a professional sportsman, you do, sportswoman as well. You you push those boundaries.
0: Now I'm guessing that the referee didn't hear him on the weekend, as they so, would have dealt with um, it.
1: Carl Dixon.
0: I'm guessing that basically it was it was over the you know players' mic or whatever uh, that that heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he is. You know, when <laughs> when you think of Kyle Sinclair, you do think that he could have moments of madness yeah. like this. But I was still surprised to hear that it happened on a rugby pitch. Because I know Dylan Hartley, uh, he'd had an is- issue where he basically called the referee a cheat. Uh, <laughs> and that didn't go down very well either. Did he so, get a
1: card for it?
0: I think he got... I definitely got put on report, but right. I'm pretty sure he may have actually was sent off. I, I hate to, yeah, I hate to really, you know, nail my, my mask to the ground on that. But I definitely know at the time it was picked up and he was dealt with at the time. Oh wow! I don't think he said you're a cheat. He no.
1: basically put it in a way. Put where- it in
0: a way, yeah. And we're talking about. Treating the referee badly. Did you see what happened in France? The Lion King moment. The Lion King moment where the uh, French player, who is a Fijian, an ex Fijian Sevens player, has lifted the referee.
1: It's after they won, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, so they'd they'd won, the game was over, and to celebrate, (laughs) he's lifted the referee above his head and then put him down.
1: Could it be strong?
0: As an absolute joke, yeah, it was very, very clear it was a joke, but the referee didn't take it like a joke. No. but should he take it like a joke? Wow. I mean, when I first heard it, I thought it was funny. Could have gone either way. But then I'm thinking, if I was referee,
1: you'd be like, "What, what
0: are you doing?" And you've been lifted up. Yeah, you, you would. You would. Uh, some brown stuff would come out of my trousers, mate. Oh, really? Absolutely, just think It's not like he's told you, oh Rev, can I pick you up After the game, Yeah. you literally Have blown the whistle and some guy from behind Has picked you up above his head And then put you down
1: But in the picture here that you've got One of the red guys has got his hands up
0: I think he's Got his hands up, sort of Arguing, like oh we lost To the referee, because the referee's Just blown the game, right? and he's Arguing, and they're all Sort of not very happy with the referee. Right. And then the guys come behind him and, and lift him up. And picked him up. But what do you think should happen to that? I mean, he was sent from the field, even though he'd blown his full-time so whistle. So he was red-carded. He was red-carded. I think that's enough. Do you? I don't. You don't? I don't think you should be able to touch the referee no.
1: like that. No, true. Shaking hands, obviously. How many weeks?
0: Ten. 10? Ten. 10 weeks, mate. Wow. I reckon for, Maybe. Both of them, for both of them, you need to send out a clear message yeah. that this type of behaviour is not acceptable. Yeah, Never has, never will. I'm not saying Carl Sinclair should be 10 weeks, but I'm, I haven't actually heard what he said, so I will refrain from that. But I would say he needs to have a if, lengthy if he, ban.
1: Yeah, if he has been swearing or did swear at the referee... Yeah, I think you're right, which I hate agreeing with you. You know that.
0: You have got an absolute Bobby Dazzler <laughs> of a next story. <laughs> I have to say, mate, this was brilliant.
1: Uh, Blackfern's intern coach. Interim, mate. Interim. Oh, was the interim coach, yeah. Uh, the Miss Hansen follows path of proud dad, step in so steve Hanson's daughter is now the interim coach of uh the black ferns which is fantastic following in footsteps um what does it say here uh she so the 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 old man has nudged her in the uh, in the direction of coaching of the 15s game it's
0: fantastic it is fantastic <laughs> It really is. I know that we we're all laughing. It's just that what Toby did was he sent a picture through to me <laughs> with the groove. And what I would say is you can definitely tell it's Steve's uh, daughter. Yes, Definitely can. there's a family <laughs> resemblance there. There's no mistaking who whose daughter it is. Um, she actually
1: played rugby herself in uni. Yes. Um, and then she's obviously progressed to – she. Say, so you see, I played football, so soccer, uh, most of high school and primary school years, but was looking for something different to do at university. So, she got into rugby, fantastic. And then she's obviously got got, uh, got into the coaching side of it.
0: It's interesting, because we've often spoken about, you know, sons playing like Caleb Clark, you know, father Ronnie Clark. Yeah. I don't remember this ever happening with coaches
1: no so no. you know if you're but I mean she's got a great person to feed off eh
0: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I mean you know you got a problem who do you ring up dad yeah exactly yeah I mean do you reckon he uh, opened a few doors up for her along the way um
1: potentially maybe but just, that's just always around, kind of the maybe,
0: case just being around high level coaching yeah. would rub off On you I would I would guess.
1: Well I guess around the table. around the dinner table. What else are you going to talk about?
0: Especially if she's playing and dad's coaching. That's all you do is talk about rugby around the dinner table of the Hanson family. Yeah, of course. What else? Talking about interesting things. What about Christian Wade? NFL. Oh. So Christian Wade. He was never going to make it. And why were there? Interesting I mean, look at that. the headline.
1: Hasn't played a match in 17 months.
0: No, he hasn't played a match in 17 yeah. months. But.
1: He's on the training roster.
0: He's on the training roster. Yeah. And he's probably, this is going to be the big crunch part now because from my research that I've done, which you know is very extensive. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card at the moment for his first two years.
1: Why and how?
0: Because he's come from the international program pathway. Right. It means that a football club, an NFL football club, can keep him on the practice group for two years, whereas as a rookie, you're only allowed on for one. Right.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So therefore, at the end of this year he's gonna have to either make it or find a new club and try and make it there. He has impressed when he's been play I mean his first kind of game he did score a fantastic touchdown from sixty odd meters. Right. But he he's admitted that, you know, he has he's had a lot to learn. It's such a technical sport and you need to be playing to really learn it and he hasn't actually played enough
1: well that's right they start from when they're young whippersnappers don't they
0: yeah he's put on 15 pounds of muscle though to play and he basically said that you know now he's a he's a sports car that you only use for short journeys and they have have a pit stop every 44 seconds yeah and it's true isn't it you know I mean I love NFL I think it's an awesome game and I think they're absolute athletes you know, we talk about rugby players being athletes, but rugby players in this type of world are like jack-of-all-trades, master of none. These guys are specialists. These guys are proper Pull specialists. Full-on specialists. Be useless at rugby. Yeah. Because, you know, they either run in a straight line or they stop a guy from getting through yeah. to someone else. Or they
1: throw the ball forwards. Yeah.
0: I mean, quarterbacks, you know, are kind of a bit more, some of them, you know, new ones. New ones, yeah. But... Even like, even quarterbacks tend to be either runners, they like to, like, you know, Tom Brady likes to play a passing game. Yeah. Whereas some quarterbacks are better at playing the kind of the running game, i.e. The they pass off to someone else who runs. Yeah. They're almost, you know, there's very few quarterbacks that kind of completely do it all. Do it all. Yeah. Um. But who do you think from the world of rugby would have been a fantastic NFL player?
1: Mm-hmm. John Alomu. yeah. He got approached yes, by an NFL team. Uh, who else? I reckon in his heyday, Julian Sevilla would have been good.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough with someone like Julian Sevilla, isn't it? Because he is a jack of all trades. Is he quite fast enough? He might be, yeah. You need to be quite tall as well for certain positions as well. I think Jonah would have been awesome. I'm trying to think of others. I mean, Dan Carter was approached for his kicking. Yeah. That could have been interesting. Johnny Wilkinson for his kicking as well Johnny would Wilkinson's have been a good one. Johnny Wilkinson
1: for run. his kicking. Um, maybe, tight end.
0: Is he? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Lauer would have been a very good yeah. NFL player. I mean, he was he? a that bloody was good rugby player.
1: Yeah. What a loss. What
0: about Jordy Barrett?
1: Nah. Tall, eh? Nah, we don't like him. Tall,
0: fast. Oh, you're
1: hey, not that tight fast. Tight end. Nah.
0: Not, not, legs not are too enough. skinny. Not beefy enough, eh? He's he's chicken legs, mate. Yeah, but um, anyway, so Christian Wade, oh, oh, I wish him all the best. I'd love to see him. Kieran Reed is a tight end. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad yeah. shout. Not a bad shout. Mm-hmm. Before as many concussions.
1: <laughs> he's wearing a helmet now, though.
0: He be wearing a helmet, yeah. Be fine. Mate, you're next story.
1: Yeah, I don't have one, do I?
0: Yes, you do, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah.
1: So... World Rugby to Increase Female Representation on Boards After Governance Review. So there's too many men in the sport. Get the women in, is pretty much what they're saying.
0: There's too many old men in the sport.
1: Get some youth. Get some youth But also get some females in. And we talked about it last year at Super Rugby, where there was a female uh, touchy, did uh, an Australian match, didn't she?
0: Okay, so we've had now South African, f- um, a female referee, South African yeah. match. We've we've seen a female referee, a Australian AU match. We have not seen a female do no. a Super Rugby Aotearoa awful, match. Awful. So that that should happen. Yeah, you would imagine.
1: Even like the the football Premier League in England, soccer football, they've got they've had female linesmen. Lineswoman. 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 lines woman, woman.
0: But how they haven't had a line, uh, a a no, a ref,
1: no. But neither is rugby. So which country is going to be the first
0: international?
1: No, uh, no. Which country is going to be the first to do their provincial? So Super Rugby, uh, Altero, Super Rugby AU.
0: Well, Super I, I, Super Rugby AU have done it. They didn't have the ma- main.
1: Referee as a woman Yes they did No Yes they did No They did Nah They did I Not the main one I absolutely
0: promised you And so has South Africa As main referees Main referees
1: uh, After this I'd like you to show me please I will What, um, would, you,
0: what would you like me to show you?
1: <laughs> Sorry so, Sorry um, Yeah so I'd like to I'd like to see it more often though
0: Yes what, what I would say on this is I'm a little bit torn Because Some people out there say If they're not good enough, they shouldn't do it. No. Right? But I kind of feel like what's happened in South Africa. They had a quota system, and you look at their rugby now, they've got far, far, far more diverse group of players than they ever would have had by saying they have to be good enough. And so I'm going to throw it out there and say I don't care whether or not they're good enough. They have to be good enough – but they don't need to be as good because we have to have females out there, girls out there, refereeing our top sportsmen, yeah. so that other girls think this is something that I could do. Because without it, you won't have you won't it won't happen on its no. own. It needs to needs to have a little yeah. nudge in the right direction. Right, well, I agree. Mate, I absolutely loved the story. I, I did a bit of research. For the next story, and I ch- I came across this, and I did not know some of these, right? These are the five rugby conspiracy theories that might actually be true. For one, I didn't know that there was a conspiracy. I, I knew some of them. They're not really conspiracies. No. They're, they're, they're kind of facts. But anyway... The one that I really didn't know no. is Stephen Donald's kick in the it, World Cup it, final. It went over. People <laughs> seem to think that he actually missed it and that the Touchies, who were both male, um, they, in fear, were unsure but put their flags up. Now, I have gone back and I have watched the footage and it looks like it goes over to me. Right. Right. But I can't say it's conclusive. Really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Does it go over the post then?
0: No. What happens is it looks like it could, but I don't – it looks to me like it's gone. So the right hand upright, it looks like it starts on the outside. Right. It curves in, and then once it goes over the post, it curves out again. Right? Right. Right. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. But others do believe that it doesn't actually curve. It bounces
1: off, as, bounces off the outside and then... No. Oh.
0: No. No, no, no. Well, that's actually not a It could just slightly hit the yeah. outside of the post. which
1: then makes it bounce away.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I it, remember same World Cup. I think it was Wales playing South Africa. And uh, the, the Welsh guy kicked it. And it went over the post.
0: Yes. Over the upright.
1: Yeah. And all the whale all the all the Welsh players were like, Well, it's gone over. It's gone over. Yeah. And well, they the, 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 did and the, the, they they didn't give it.
0: The interesting thing for this one was
1: And that would have meant that Wales beat South Africa. Oh, that would have been
0: God, wouldn't it? On this one, the French didn't sort of argue, no one argued. No. Beaver kicked it, turned, and ran. But back. surely
1: the the touchies are looking up, yeah, sort of straight up at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are just the the funny thing is there isn't a conclusive angle that I've seen. But like you say, the, the French guys. I, I researched for like an hour and a half.
1: The French guys would have been like, "Well, it hasn't gone over." Yes,
0: that's that's so my you'd, take you'd, on it.
1: You'd uh, expect more of an uproar.
0: Yes, I didn't know that one. Do you know there's, there's some others? I didn't
1: know that one. I knew the next...
0: Did you? Do you know the next one? I knew one, the next South two. South African chefs poisoned the All Blacks. <laughs> no, never. They <laughs> no, never did, did they? It wasn't the chefs. It was Nelson Mandela himself, the great Nelson. You can't say that. Uh, no. I think it's been proven to a certain level yeah. or, or a degree. Well,
1: they were vomiting, weren't they, during the game and after the game and before the game?
0: it was just what it was so some people think it was the water some people think it was the fish um there wasn't many players who didn't come down sick but yeah. it could have been the norovirus mate could have been anything could have been anything yeah new zealand making an excuse very much so mate mm. and we'll play up to that
1: because the next one's <laughs> fantastic and i did hear about this because you you read it you read it you read it
0: the player and the princess yeah So former England captain Will Carling did little for both his clean-cut image and the name of rugby when he hit the headlines in the mid-90s after allegedly, big, allegedly having a romantic relationship with Princess Di. Oh,
1: she's fire. (laughs) Well, she was fire.
0: Divorced, a divorce between Carling and his wife followed and it wasn't long before the tabloids were dubbing the ex-Harlequins man as a
1: love rat. She was fire. Why not? Um, but the thing is, here is I think the young one, Harry. Yes, looks exactly no, like him. No, he
0: does not. Apparently, no. He yeah, mate. He like, if you bring
1: it side <laughs> by side, I am going <laughs> to no. find it. You no, play the that laws was the major.
0: It. That was the major. Harry looks similar to the major. Nah, nah, There's another one in there, right? Okay. I'm going to just tell everyone that I know I've got inside, right, knowledge on this because Prince Harry, he's a fan of the podcast, right? And he said to me, there is absolutely no chance that his mum, who is fire, was interested in Will, the bum chin carling. So I'm absolutely going to say there's absolutely no chance it's true. Here we go.
1: Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you were trying
0: these. to bring it up, aren't you? I am. He doesn't look like Will Carling. Trust me. He looks like the major who has ginger hair and apparently they were in a relationship as well.
1: So she was the love rat. I shouldn't say this. There's, she's a, She's an icon of... Of England
0: yeah absolutely right the last story I'm not going to go about the premiership um, sleaze but the last one is world rugby doesn't care about the Pacific Islands this is the evidence that they put forward at the 1995 World Cup when many of the Samoan players came off the field after their quarter final loss to South Africa with na- they had nasty bite marks and no one in authority cared now to be fair, 1995 World Cup, that was the um, South African World Cup, and the South Africans got bitten. So the South Africans bit, of course no one's going to care. No. It's their home World Cup. Yeah. Corruption. Um, you know, they'd poisoned the All Blacks. You know, they're not going to care about some bite marks, mm. are they? Uh, In 2003, England played a pool game against Samoa. I remember this game. Where they had 16 players on the field for a minute. World Rugby fined them a a mere £20,000 and said the incident had no bearing on the game, which was incredibly close.
1: They should have lost it. And that was the one that they won. That was the World Cup that they won. Absolutely. Remember that.
0: In 2004, New Zealand took uh, an eligibility proposal to the World Rugby to allow players who had been capped by Tier 1 Nation to serve a one-year stand-down and then be able to play for Tier 2 Nations. The, uh, the, the Celtics blocked the vote to kill it. Yeah? Yeah. And that's because they, they wanted to, um, to keep their own players. In 2007 World Cup cash-strapped Tongan team who were paying £80 a night accommodation and needed to borrow a kit from local rugby clubs uh, wanted to dye their hair green for the game against England to thank the sponsors for funding the pre-tournament training camp and they were not allowed. I think they were fine for that. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And the last one, which actually has a lot of merit, is the Fijians were ranked ninth in the world in 2019 and yet... There was no plan to include them in the proposed World League for the top 12 nations in the game. So is it true that World Rugby does not care about the Pacific Islands?
1: <laughs> it kind of sounds like it with those.
0: It absolutely is so yeah. true. There's nothing truer no. out of there. It's not even conspiracy. True is not a word, but it could be more true. I just think that it's difficult to. I would go far, to far as say is this. I don't think it's just the Pacific Islands. I think it's anyone in tier two.
1: Yeah, Agreed. they don't
0: give a monkeys about tier two teams. If you're not in tier one, they're not interested.
1: No, I agree because there's not enough money that could be bought in by a tier two country. So uh, let's say the All Blacks play a tier two country, there wouldn't be enough money. You'd be almost losing money by playing it.
0: And it's all about the money. And, again, it's all about the money. Mate, well, let's move over to the results of the weekend. Do you want to do the Curry Cup results?
1: Uh, So the Cheetahs beat the Grigois 22-18.
0: Surprise, surprise.
1: The Bulls beat the Lions 22-15.
0: Which was a surprise.
1: Yes, and uh, and that's it.
0: (laughs) So the Bulls, now, if you combine the two competitions together, the Bulls are on top. Western Province are second, the Sharks are third, and the Lions are fourth. Now, the Lions, that's their first game they've lost in the Curry Cup. But because they're combining their points, yeah. that's why they're in fourth position. Wow. Then you got the Cheetahs, the Pumas, and the Griquas in last but the position. The
1: Bulls' points difference is over 50 points higher than the next person.
0: It's really interesting, though. They're in fourth position if you just look at Curry Cup, or might be third position now.
1: So they had a...
0: They had a great Super Rugby Unlocked, and then they've kind of struggled a little bit more. Um, In the Premiership, we had Harlequins and uh, London Irish with a 27-all draw. Well,
1: it's just got two dashes. (laughs) It
0: does, yeah. Exeter Chiefs lose again against Bristol, 7 points to 20. Newcastle Falcons, another great win, 22-10 against Gloucester. Gloucester is struggling this year, Tobes. Uh, Sale Sharks limped to a little victory over the Worcester Warriors at 20 points to 13. And this was the game of the weekend. Wow. Bath narrowly losing to Wasps 44-52. Wow. So in the... What a crazy
1: first half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. An awesome game. Awesome game. Uh, Bristol are leading now. Exeter Chiefs in second. Falcons third. Falcons were first. Falcons are doing at one point.
1: They're only third on points difference as well, aren't they?
0: Sharks, Wasps. I have no idea how Wasps are not higher. They've been fire this year. Harlequins. Not sure how they're there. Bath, Leicester, Northampton Saints, London Irish, Worcester Warriors, and propping up. The table is Gloucester.
1: Well, Falcons could go 1st uh, second, couldn't they? Because they've got a game in hand.
0: Yeah, and they were first until um, the Bristol-Exeter game. Right. Until that was played. So they were actually first for a little bit of time, which was... Or maybe they weren't first. No, they weren't. They weren't first, were they? <laughs> Mate, what caught your eye over the
1: weekend? Oh, yeah. So I've got a couple here, actually. Uh, another loss for the Exeter Chiefs. And, I mean, the, over the last few years, they've been quite dominant.
0: And they had their full-strength team out as well. Yeah. At, very, very so close So, I to
1: wonder them. when the last time they lost two in a row was.
0: The interesting thing is they, they lost at home as well. Yeah. They lost at home. So, this is a worry. and you know, if you're an extra Cheese fan, you must be a little bit worried.
1: Well, it's like when the, the All Blacks lost two in a row. The bloody world was ending.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> obviously.
0: Now obviously but like, yeah. uh, <laughs> if we had lost three in a row, then COVID would have been way worse. Yeah, I mean I think Exeter I think Exeter will bounce back. I think they've got a fantastic. I was gonna coach. say I
1: think I think they've got the the team though to be able to look at themselves and go we need to change this.
0: We need to change things up. I don't know whether it's a bit of a hangover from last season where It's been a long
1: season though, hasn't it? They've barely had a break.
0: And they've had COVID recently. So basically, you know, they've hardly had a break. Massive season last year. They've come into this year, probably we've done everything we wanted to do in rugby. They've got off to a decent start. Then the COVID's hit. They've dropped out of the um, Heineken Cup, basically, because they they couldn't field a team once. The whole Heineken Cup thing is just a ridiculous competition now. Because if you if you can't turn up because you got COVID, you lose twenty eight 0 You know, and you have to literally win all your games. So if you lose because you don't, you know, well, you got that, COVID. That's
1: that though, isn't it? It's all over. Yes, yeah, so, so don't got, get COVID. <laughs> I know, mate. Don't none, be idiots. None and, of us want to get mingle. COVID. In effect
0: we've been COVID tested today. I'm free. I'm free of COVID. Oh, that was oh, that was
1: one of my what caught my eye. <laughs> oh, I was am really? officially COVID free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, how awful was it, though? I didn't think it was bad at all. You were gagging all over the show. I was not gagging all over the place.
1: uh, uh, I was fine.
0: My nose still feels a bit funny.
1: Yeah, I know. So does mine. Bogey-free, though, that's what we're after. What caught your eye, big fella? Uh,
0: I thought a couple of things. Super Rugby was back. Super Rugby Aotearoa was back and live in England. It was the Bath versus Wasps. It was an awesome end-to-end game. And it does show that if you have that kind of mentality to, you know, play running rugby, then you can play running rugby. I have to give credit to the friend of the podcast, Oliver Mantle, who brought this game to my attention and said, you must watch this. Right. But Cameron Redpath, who used to go to Seba, just up the road from us, he was fantastic. He plays for Bath. Um, woo, great name. Wasps, excellent player. Umanga, Lima Sopawanga was great. Robson was excellent. Underhill was brilliant. I just thought this game was fantastic. And it showed that, that they can play track rugby. And then, to be honest, the Harlequins-Gloucester game, right at the back end of the weekend was also excellent 27 all Mm. for the first time hands down premiership rugby entertained me
1: awful how dare you say that
0: I actually watched after watching those games I went and watched all the highlights did you yeah some of them weren't nearly as good as those but just shows there are teams out there that I could support and could get behind Don't say that I know it's almost like a dirty word
1: I mean it is better than supporting the uh Crusaders, Griquas, the almost team. Are they a bit like no
0: the Chiefs? (laughs) No, they're not. They're not like the Chiefs.
1: Chiefs didn't win a game.
0: Okay, Griquas are more like the Western Force.
1: Chiefs didn't win a game. Chiefs. I am only talking about last season.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. I take your point. Okay. Thank you. Next. But no. No. The point is this. Name a player in the grit who's an all-black. There are none. Oh, sorry. <laughs> name. <laughs> well, name, <obviously>. a <laughs> name a player in the grit who's a South African Springbok.
1: I couldn't. Uh, did you know? Do you want to know a fun fact? You yeah, go on. I haven't watched <laughs> any Super Rugby Unlocked or Curry Cup.
0: No, and I can tell you why. It's it's tough to watch. Is it? It's tough to watch. I'm going to go. Is it, on like, to that.
1: Is it like kissing your? Is kissing your sister?
0: <sighs> mate, it's tougher. <laughs> it's tougher <laughs> than that. But no, I don't think they are because if you look at the quality of the Chiefs and their squad, Was we would have expected them to do better. We would have expected them to get past the Highlanders.
1: Ah, uh, drop kick, mate.
0: <laughs> you know, and the Griquas you'd look at their team and and actually they've done better than you would have thought better they haven't won a game no but they've they've entertained and they apart from what the sharks game every week they've stood up and almost won and it's like the western force like, like the that.
1: chiefs were last year <laughs> Not like the Chiefs, man But it was like them last year They were The almost I, team They almost won I, I understand they that They got within range They didn't win But I would say They lost, what, seven?
0: Oh, okay Did you expect Did you expect the Chiefs?
1: I expect on, no, the Gritwars To hang hang win on, at hang least on, the game Hang on,
0: hang on Did you expect the Chiefs To lose every game In Super Rugby Aotearoa? No were you surprised that the Chiefs lost every game in Super Rugby Aotearoa? Yes. If you were putting money on it, yep. what would you have said was likely to have happened with the Chiefs last year in Super Rugby Unlocked, considering that in Super Rugby before we went into COVID, that actually started very well? <laughs> they were amazing, weren't they? So, now let me ask you the same question. Okay. Were you expecting the Griquas, who you haven't seen <laughs> play this year? I would expect them to. Maybe you'd seen their team. It's literally like a couple of guys out of the pub. You know. So why are they in the? Why are they in the competition? Because they had to run. A, they've, they've had to make some money, so they've just stuck them all together and said, "Way we go, lads!" It's a waste <laughs> of time. Absolute waste of time. I mean, it's a bit like the West. As I say, the Western Force. We were kind of and like Sunwolves, you know. Sunwolves we always like to cheer for the underdog. I get that, but the Sunwolves had Masarewa and they had some talent. Where's he gone? (laughs) No, where has he gone? He's in Japan, isn't he? Is he still in Japan? He's still in Japan. And they had some guys who, you know, Jamie Booth, who was a good player. The Griquas just don't have that. They've got a lot of young guys, you know, that type of thing. The Ginger, (laughs) talking about Super Rugby or Curry Cup. I tell you how I watch the Curry Cup now. I watch them on six times forward speed. <laughs> and I will only watch when I notice something good. So six times forward speed. And when there's a break, when there's a penalty, not a penalty, actually, uh, when there's a break or something interesting happens, I will pause, I rewind and watch that bit, right? I did not take it off times six Until halftime. Then I watched the highlights at halftime to make sure that I hadn't missed anything and I hadn't missed anything. (laughs) Mate, it was honestly dire. It is dire, dire rugby. It is just so boring. I am actually glad for the South African people that they're not allowed to go into the stadiums and waste their money. And the other thing that really annoys me about the Curry Cup is the fact that the stupid special effect um, advertising hoardings that when the ball gets kicked you you can't see the ball uh, because the yeah. you know, oh it's just dreadful.
1: Crusaders do that, don't they?
0: They don't do that. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. I'm sorry,
1: but they do. They have
0: fire that comes <laughs> out of their post. They have posts that go red. I'm they sorry, but they don't have.
1: The rent. No they don't They do On the stand In the stand
0: Yeah um, Oh no they, they do They do <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thank you
1: You're right They, they, they do not they Canterbury they
0: Village <laughs> Crusaders I did notice that I thought it looked Village as well Actually mm-hmm. this has been A while for scene breaks um, Do you have another one there? Oh
1: did you put that in? I did Can't celebrate After scoring <laughs>
0: English prem. So COVID rules, mate, mean that you can't celebrate. So you uh, can't okay, but but you, you can up.
1: you can tackle someone and
0: you can tackle someone. You can get into a scrum. You can maul it over the try line. You can do all of that. No, that's but good.
1: If you score, you can't celebrate,
0: and it's ridiculous.
1: You just clap. Well done, nice one,
0: brother. Basically, they were giving each other, uh, and they've obviously been told if you celebrate, you will be fined. So they're they're scared to celebrate as well, right? It's a, a nonsense. You would Village. you would call it like that's going to make any difference. Uh, you mentioned this, but are Exeter and freefall? Last week they put out a weak team. This week they got beaten by a better team.
1: Yeah,
0: Nathan Hughes is be massive. Fair, See me very good. This is all from Bristol. Bristol, Bristol forwards. Be, Bristol are
1: good, aren't they? They've got, got a great, great team, team. Yeah,
0: but. This was at home for Exeter as well, which was even kind of a bigger surprise to me. And I think what's what's even more alarming is if you go down and we're looking at most points scored, Wasps. Most tries scored, Wasps. Most meters gained, Bristol Bears. Clean breaks, Wasps. Defenders beaten, Wasps. Most passes, Bristol. Most tackles, Gloucester Because they're at the bottom <laughs> Turnovers won Wasps Penalties conceded Which you don't want Sale Yeah And the only one The Exeter Chiefs are on top of At the moment Is most carries It's, it's not a very uh, It's a worrying sign isn't it It's a worrying sign So it'll be very interesting To see if they can uh, If they can get things Back on track That's for sure Mate it's time For our listeners questions Yeah Do you want to do the first one?
1: No, you do the first one because you talked about it and you really liked it earlier.
0: (laughs) I did. Hi, guys. Happiest of New Year's to you, you, y'all. American. Uh, (laughs) Let's hope 2021 is about 4,000 million times better than 2020. Another theoretical question for you.
1: 4,000 million times (laughs)
0: better? What did
1: I... he said 40,000 million times better. That's only 40 million. Oh, that's 40 million, <laughs> is it?
0: There you go. I oh. always like to point that out to him. As a math teacher, I should know better already. Um, you're a coach <laughs> of a brand new team. You are 15 players. Uh, good enough to start, but you don't know much about them. The things you know is who's the fastest, who's the strongest in terms of the weight room, and who's the smartest player? So who would you put the three players that would fit into those categories? That's from Die Perk from Boston. Die, thank you very much for Western. another great question. Yes.
1: Um fastest. Would it be a winger? Would it be a fullback?
0: The back three? I would definitely agree. Yeah. Would you, if he's the fastest, would you go for fullback or would you go for wing? And if you did go for wing, which wing would you go for?
1: Open side wing.
0: So, okay, there isn't (laughs) such a thing as open side (laughs) Uh, wing. 14. 14, yeah. Why 14?
1: They tend to get the ball more.
0: Strangely, they do. Yeah. Another reason why is because they like to hold the ball in the right, Arm, yep. fend with the left.
1: So that's the already in a good position. Already in good position.
0: And also, the player who's marking them is having to tackle with their left shoulder more. So that little bit of pace means that you're more you're likely... You're normally on the,
1: normally, the, normally the, weaker, on the shoulder. weaker shoulder. So there you go, 14.
0: I agree with you, 14. But I would happily say 15.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't mind either.
0: Because they've got to cover the backfield
1: but they can inject themselves when and where they want.
0: Oh, I like that. So where would you go, 14 or 15?
1: I'll go 14.
0: I'm going to go 14 also.
1: Okay, cool. I agree with you. Um, the strongest player?
0: I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Why? I just want to know. I would think?
1: I would go someone in the front row. Right, but where in the front row? I would go number three. You'd go number three? Yeah.
0: Why have you gone number three?
1: Well, because we've talked about this before, haven't we? (laughs) Are they um, tight head prop? Tight head prop are normally the. It was actually in last week's, wasn't it? They get paid more, yes, because they do. They anchor the scrum. They yeah. They do a harder job.
0: I would say definitely three for me. Yeah, but a close second would be um, locks.
1: Yeah, they're strong boys, aren't they? Boys, but you definitely go
0: three. Yeah. And then you would go one, yeah. And then you 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 get some grunt in your second, in your second row. But your your three needs to be a good lifter, needs yeah. to be strong, needs to be great in the scrum. It's yeah. the anchor of the scrum. Your one is really trying to dispower the opposition three. It's
1: just trying to yeah, niggle so them,
0: niggle them. Yeah, get them off balance, that yeah. type of thing. So definitely three. And what about smartest player? Well, the
1: smartest player. Well, I would, I would potentially go number nine. It would be between number nine and ten. See, I straight away thought. that. Or number two. I did mention number two earlier, but they're more skill based. I think rather than smart.
0: I um, I reckon there's a couple of positions that are really important to be smart. Lock.
1: <laughs> well, because you're calling all the line-outs, calling aren't you? All the lo- yeah.
0: But you've got fullback who's reading all the defence. If you've got a real smart fullback, then he's stopping a lot of attacks happening right from the word go. Plus he's seeing what the defensive structures are happening. Yeah,
1: you can be a smart fullback, but you could have absolute dross in front of you.
0: Correct. So then you could say, what about 10? 10s, you know, tactically he's, needs to be smart. He's your smart. quarterback, isn't
1: he? Observe. He's your
0: quarterback if you've got a good 10. The problem with 10 is he's not really seeing a lot. No. neither's is 9. He's in there.
1: Wow, uh, yeah. he's, he's got to do a lot, though. He's got to read the defence.
0: He does, yeah. He's got to choose when to pass, yeah. what to do, set it up. I'm going to say your captain needs to be your smartest player.
1: Oh,
0: God. And unfortunately… That's such a cop-out. No, no. Unfortunately, most captains are forwards. Yes. So they have to be a forward, really. So where are we more likely to have captains? I'd probably a loose say… forward. As a Lucy. And I'd go seven. Yeah. I'd go seven's a good, you know, lead by example, get there early.
1: So the the odd one out there is Owen Farrell because he's he's not that smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's a (laughs) back. Exactly. (laughs) So if I was going to go purely on position, I would say 15. I reckon if you've got a really, really good 15 that reads the game really well, it's like having a coach on the pitch.
1: Oh, see, I think nine. Yeah, I cr- you're, I, I'm you're, not
0: going to argue with you. You're you're always right.
1: No, that's that's not very not true. Um, you you know you're you're controlling what the Fords are doing in a mall situation in a ruck situation. You're reading the game whether you kick it for territory, whether you try and kick it back for possession, where which way you're passing it, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Absolutely agree.
1: You're running the game at nine. You
0: probably say that ten, nine, as you say two. Yeah, f- fullback. They do a lot. They, they basically call it the spine of the team. Two, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen. That's the spine of the team. Mm. And those players, you'll find that a lot of teams not, don't not, move them around. Not thirteen. Not 13? Not 13, mate. Not no. 13? Why, no. 12? <laughs> Why 12? Why <laughs> 12? Yeah, tactical, mate. <laughs> tactical. Mate, the, as I experienced, as I said last week, Bollocks. 13s are there to look good, right? The flashy boots, the long wavy hair. They're not They're not doing the grunt work, mate. <laughs> oh, they're doing a lot more <laughs> tackling than you. Mate, listen. Here not we go. all about tackling, is it? Well, that's a
1: lot of grunt work.
0: Mate, trust me. I've seen you play. They haven't. There's no grunt in your game. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) Right, next one. Every time you come back from a game, how would you go? Oh, yes, scored five tries. And I'm (laughs) like, hang on. How many try assists did you give? No, I didn't pass the ball, bro.
1: (laughs) 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 Offloaded to (laughs) myself.
0: (laughs) How how, how many rucks do you hit? No, that's not my job. (laughs) I love a ruck. (laughs) Pinching, pulling some hair.
1: (laughs) Mate. Right. Guess who's back?
0: No, you would have asked me your question. Oh, right. Oh, we're not doing another <laughs>
1: list screen, week. What's that, what
0: Oh, well, no, we've got another list, but you want to do your one first? Yeah, yeah, I'll do my one first.
1: What do you think the easiest rugby position is?
0: What position do you play? Left <laughs> um, <bit> right out. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say the easiest position would be on the wing. I wouldn't want to play on the left wing. No. So I'd go right wing. You're tackling with your better shoulder most of the time. You've got a bit of time to kind of, you know, you, you can, well, there's been some pretty average wings out there, hasn't there, <laughs> in the past, and they've, they've gone unnoticed. Yeah. You wouldn't want an inexperienced player. Probably that, and if you wanted to hide someone else, you could hide you could someone hide them in the Wow.
1: You can definitely hide someone out on the wing. Yes. I agree. Could you hide... Yeah, maybe second row you could hide someone.
0: But there's not really many. But if you're if you a front rower, you're basically stuck. There's no hiding, yeah. If you're a loosey, you could hide someone at blindside. Maybe, yeah. But the amount of tackling they do... Yeah, not good. You
1: can't hide at 9 or 10.
0: You can't hide at 9 or 10. You could hide at 13, but for (laughs) other reasons. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I reckon the easiest position to play must be right wing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I I played
0: out there for many years.
1: (laughs) You shifted into 12,
0: which is just as easy. Skip pass. My question to you is, do you feel now is the right time for New Zealand to play in... <laughs> oh, no, done. What's happened there? What? Do you feel it's right time for New Zealand to break its... <laughs> I don't know, mate. You wrote it. <laughs> oh, that's not... That's not what I... I... Okay. <laughs> Have you changed that? I haven't changed anything. <laughs> I think I was saying, wasn't I, is it the right time for New Zealand and Australia to break away from South Africa and just say... No, what? What you what? said something
1: about rules? Do you feel now is the right time for New Zealand to break its play? <laughs> to play for? Yeah. So I think you sort of said, you know, is it the ta- Is it the right time now? Now because of lockdown and all that sort of stuff to bring in the New Zealand rules? You know, because New Zealand Aotearoa. Well, Rugby Aotearoa, um, they brought in those new rule changes.
0: All right, mate. I've had an absolute shocker. You've had an absolute shocker. I've had an absolute shocker because I don't think I meant to write that. Right. So I'm not not sure what whiskey I must have been drinking at this point.
1: Okay, well, what I've said is there's no point because the rest of the world don't do the same. So when it comes to international games… Yeah. Or national games as in between the super rugbies, yeah. the rules the rules will then be defaulted and go back to normal international rules, which will hinder the New Zealand teams or the all blacks because we're so used to playing those
0: New Zealand rules. What I meant to write here okay. Okay. just to be clear was is it the right time for New Zealand and Australia? to break away from South Africa completely and just to say thanks, but no thanks. And I had actually a really, really good um, YouTube message from a very knowledgeable, I, I would imagine, South African that did say the re- that New Zealand have forced South Africa out. And the reason why they did that was because of time zones. They didn't feel it worked and they had a more financial TV package. So therefore they said thanks, but no thanks. But my question to you is why are we still having them in the rugby championship when they when they didn't turn up this year they're going to play in Europe they've tried to play the Six Nations is now the time that they should just call it quits
1: just cut their losses cut their like. losses maybe but I as a viewer I really enjoy seeing New Zealand play South Africa.
0: Yeah, I, I do too.
1: International wise. I do
0: too, but I, I just feel like on this, that South Africa will go to Six Nations. Yeah. It's a matter of time. And when that is happens. Is that a good deal for them? Yeah, it will be. And what I mean by that is it, it's a matter of time that they're, they're not. They're playing us now because it's their only option yeah and that doesn't sit well with me i, I kind of think if we know that's coming, the earlier we we do we make our own decisions as new Zealand Australia Argentina and try and set up something without them, the more stronger we will be. yeah the fact that we're waiting around for it to happen just means that when it does happen, it'll be oh now what do we do? Now, now we're stuffed and that will be the ultimate sort of kick in the teeth yeah. whereas if they just say listen thanks but no thanks we're going to create something with Japan we're going to create something with Fiji we're going to create something with with the islands that's going to serve our purposes yeah. well it's the right thing to do um, Is that
1: good for in the All Blacks?
0: I think ultimately it will be better for the All Blacks than it would be and Australia, yeah. than it would be to wait around until Safka say, oh, we, we've got a deal sorted now.
1: Would we still have Argentina?
0: Well, you'd hope so. Because the Six Nations aren't going to take Argentina, are they? Well,
1: they could replace them for Scotland.
0: I, I mean, I genuinely think if New Zealand said, or New Zealand, Australia, Argentina said, thanks for no thanks to Safka, actually the doors would open for them in the Six Nations. Yeah. So it might actually mean that South Africa are also sorted.
1: Yeah. But what would happen if uh, the Southern Hemisphere go to South Africa and go, no thanks, and then the Six Nations go to South Africa, no thanks?
0: Okay, so the the other… Would
1: would, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina let them back in?
0: I think what they should do is they should turn around and say, if you want to play in the rugby championship, you need to sign up for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah a long-term we, we've, contract. We've all got to sign up to this yeah. for 15 years, let's say, or at least 10 years, 10 years so that everyone has 10 years of consistency. A guarantee. Yeah. Because if if they're not going to sign up for that length of time, then you can almost say, hmm, you definitely want to go. Yeah. Um, and we just can't afford that as a, as a country.
1: No, I agree. As, as countries. I like the idea of a, a contract.
0: Yeah. Because I, I do know that it was it was up, I think, that the Sanzar agreement was up and all, all of that went like two years' time. Right. But obviously that was fast-tracked to let them go early. Yeah. There you go. Mate, great listeners' question. This is from the Razzler Dazzler. He's back. He's back. Here is a listeners' question. Does the current UK lockdown situation mean that in 2021 – potentially might be the first year that the Super Heavy podcast won't be delayed or interrupted by Toby's overseas skiing trips. It is, it is a disturbing trend that began back in round two of 2019.
1: Village, what a rubbish question.
0: <laughs> I can confirm, razzle razzle dazzle dazzle, that there will be no skiing this year. Well, there might be at Easter... No chance. <laughs> Absolutely no
1: Not chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Mate,
0: uh, we're going to do our Where Are They Now? Yes. So, do you want me to go first? I would love you okay. to go first. You okay. seem like you're really okay. looking forward to don't, this.
1: Don't scroll down. No, I haven't. Okay, I've changed good, good. tack oh, altogether. Good. Okay, so I did look up Frank Bunts. Yes, I love Frank Bunts. Same, love Frank Bunts. Now...
0: Have I told you my Frank Bunce, how I played him story?
1: No. Did he, he run over you? No. Did you run over
0: him? No. <laughs> he just played and he wasn't as good as I thought he was gonna be oh, because really? he didn't really care. Oh uh, but he was a heck of a player, wasn't he?
1: He's a good player. Good player, So I I looked him up because I saw on a program, I think it might have been actually about Jonah, and um and he was in like mechanic. A mechanics. Oh gear. yeah,
0: yeah. You did you think he was a mechanic?
1: So I thought he was a mechanic, so I did a little bit of research. He's not a mechanic. What is he? <laughs> he is a specialist positional coach.
0: What a load of rubbish. <laughs> so I so I scrapped that idea and I was pondering <laughs> who the heck do I
1: look up? So I looked up David Kirk.
0: Oh, I know David Kirk. So, David I Kirk. I know David Kirk. Do you? He, he's a lawyer. Yes. He is a lawyer, yeah. So, David Kirk, one, was the captain. Yeah, you know, we're really lucky because I was going to do David Kirk. Really? I, you know when I said you, I won't do an All Black? Yeah. If I had done an All Black, I would have done David Kirk. Really? I thought it was interesting.
1: Yeah. So, uh, he was our captain of the uh, 1987 Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Which... We won. And, yeah, he's a a lawyer. So he went to Oxford University. Yeah. um, Studied there, got a a Rhodes Scholarship uh, at the age of 26 as well. He retired. Yeah. So he retired, 26, went over to England, Oxford University, came back, um, coached an MPC team. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Which MPC team?
0: I'm going to say like uh, Wireapper Bush.
1: Wrong. It's Wellington. Uh, uh, 2000. sorry, 93 and 94. He was also a commentator for a bit. Didn't know that either. No, neither. And he was a National Party member.
0: I would have thought that. To be yeah.
1: Fair. Uh, so he sought party nomination uh, for the 1992 Tamaki. By election <clears throat> losing to Clem. <laughs> Clem.
0: Clem who? <laughs> Simich. I'm not sure. Who Simo. He is. Clem. Simo. He,
1: um, he was also a staffer. Do you know what a staffer is? No idea. No, neither. Uh, for Prime Minister Jim Bolger. Oh,
0: yeah. Bolger. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and worked in management consultant for a um a lawyer company, a law company, law yep. firm. And later was on uh, the role or the you know, the he was employed by Fletcher Challenge, which Fletcher Challenge I think is a construction company. And he was obviously a lawyer for them. Do
0: you know what's really interesting? He's a oh, he's a smart the, guy, isn't he?
1: There you go. Then New Zealand's largest company, um, and one of its oh, oh yeah, oh Fletcher Energy. Sorry, so Fletcher Challenge. I'm guessing Fletcher Energy is a similar thing. And one of its successors.
0: Can I just say this proves our point, both our points, that the smartest player needs to be the captain. And, nine. and number
1: nine. There you go.
0: And he was the smartest player. Actually, his story, his rugby story, is really, really interesting because he took over, captaining the side from Buck Shelford. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, I was he was say. before Buck Shelford. But there was a lot of angst when he took over his uh, his his captaincy. He took over from someone else, and it was really not very popular. And actually, the World Cup brought everyone together. Yeah. Before that, New Zealand rugby was in a real mess because of...
1: It was the apartheid and the stuff. The apartheid yeah. and stuff,
0: yeah. Talking about the apartheid, obviously this person's got nothing to do with it, <laughs> but they asked this African. Mine is Bucky's Borthar. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, the big fella. Bucky's Borthar, what's he doing? Now, can I just say, he was born on the 22nd of September, 1979. He's one day younger than me. Is he? He is. Wow. Um, obviously born in South Africa. He was, wait for this, he was two metres too tall and he was 124 kgs.
1: <laughs> He's a huge human being, isn't
0: he? He's played in Toulon. He played uh, for the Blue Bulls. He obviously... Got eighty-five appearances for South Africa, thirty-five points. His time playing for the Springboks went between two thousand and two and two thousand and fourteen. Twelve years of hurt and pain. Wow, that that guy put against people. He's one of the game's genuine enforcers. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He called time on his career in two thousand and fifteen by applying his trade in top 14 for Toulon, where he became the first player to win a hat-trick of Super Rugby and European titles. Wow. So he won three titles for the Bulls and then three titles for Toulon. That's
1: impressive. He
0: he's, he, he, he was nominated. He should have been player of the best player in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. But he was nominated numerous times for South African Player of the Year. Guess what he is doing now, Tobes?
1: Um, is he a farmer, a goat farmer?
0: Close-ish. Oh. He went back to Pretoria where he runs a butcher shop. Oh. Called Barkeys the Butcher. Yeah, I <laughs> love that.
1: Oh man. That's <laughs> class. How on earth did you find that? Mate, you know, I
0: just put my little sauces uh, out there and it came back.
1: Wow, that's impressive. That's cool.
0: Isn't it? Yeah. It oh, is absolutely fantastic. You know wow. John Kerwin used to be a butcher before he made it. Really? Yeah. Sean Fitzpatrick used to be a bin collector.
1: Right, can we can we stop this might be some of my people that you you're taking away from me here?
0: What well, in future? Yeah. Yeah so there we go that's the end of the podcast hopefully wow. you've all enjoyed it if you haven't then don't write an email yeah, then don't. if you have then send us an email via yes. the description below five star we always like hearing from you and although we don't always or I don't always reply to every email I do read them all yeah. um, sometimes it's just really really busy with work and whatnot. but uh, hopefully you understand that and definitely send through your listeners questions we love hearing your listeners questions And um, thoroughly enjoy going through them. But as always, it's been a pleasure entertaining you. Definitely. Until next week.
1: Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: plus.